Welcome in to episode one of Screening Green on Dash, your leading provider for the NBA 2K League. My name is Anthony, alongside my co-host, Will, and excited that this project is off the ground and running. It's here. We're a little late into the season, but nonetheless, excited to bring you a lot of great content, specifically involving the Hawks talent gaming and Nets gaming crew here. Will, how are you doing? Are you as excited as I am for this new venture here? I would say I might even be a little bit more excited. You know, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head. Um, Fashionably late to the party a little bit, but we are here and that's the important thing. So we're absolutely excited to start this new project, this next chapter in both of our lives. Uh, And we hope, we thank you guys for listening into episode one. We appreciate everybody who's here supporting us day one. Um, We are excited for everybody that's hopping on the ride with us. Yeah, and we we just have a lot of experience in the summer hoops, summer hoops leagues here in general, and we're just excited sure. to add something else to the list here and really get into it. And a, a game that we really love and we've really seen evolve, you know, over the times that we've been playing, and you know, even here more recently. So excited to just touch on it a little bit more and give our thoughts and analysis and and do this. So first off, we just want to say thank you to Dash and the guys at Nothing But Net for giving us the opportunity to do this. I mean, this really was kind of you know, if any positive thing was to come out of coronavirus right now, it would be it would be this opportunity. And we just thank them and appreciate everyone tuning in here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Super excited to talk about the league, what our plan is for this show, and exactly how we're going to attack it. And then just talk about the two teams that we're going to be highlighting and covering a little bit more specifically and how they're doing and how they can really round out the rest of this year. Absolutely. Um I think absolutely. <laughs> Hang on, let me say that again. Absolutely, um, I I agree a hundred percent. I think you. So we'll put it out there. So I believe you really, Anthony. You're really going to be more covering uh, Hawks talent, and then I'm going to be uh, your guy for the Nets gaming crew. So I'm super excited. Um, I know at least for me. Uh, Anthony, you're a little bit of a special case, but for me, at least, I was really excited to get the opportunity to cover Nets gaming crew because as a uh, Brooklyn Nets fan, this really just aligned well uh, with my brand loyalty. So I'm super excited. Um, You, I know you're a little bit of a different case, right, Anthony? Yeah. I mean, you know, I was born in Georgia, but wasn't raised here. And then now I'm back here. But I'm excited to cover the Hawks and just another part of the Hawks because, you know, as you know, there's a lot of hype around what Atlanta's doing on the court with their young squad and then Hawks Talon came year two as an expansion team and they're kind of trying to figure out their ways and, and really trying to be a, a team that's going to contend year in and year out here in the 2k league as well so it's kind of like they're growing together I get to watch them both continue to evolve and and, and get better and figure out what's going to work best for them so despite not having the fandom necessarily I'm excited to see two young squads intertwined grow and hopefully contend here sooner rather than later Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, maybe we should give a little bit of a backstory, I guess. Yeah. Who we are, you know, maybe sort of how, you know, this podcast this came really about. came to be. Yeah, so I guess, do you want to really get into uh, your side of things? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for for me specifically, I, I'm the founder and co-host of the Fourth Man podcast that covers the big three, which is typically a three- uh, 
well, it is a three-on-three league, but typically it's it in the summer. It is typically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's typically in it's the summer It's typically there. existing. It, it typically <laughs> exists, but right now it's it's typically not. So uh, covering the big three, you know, we, we work hand-in-hand hand with Dash. We have our own show that's on Saturdays, and we've been working with Dash, and they gave us the opportunity to, to be on, on their app for a few months here now, and we really like that, and, and we feel like we've been doing a good job, and I, I guess people – also knows that we were doing a pretty good job, but also knew that our time was going to be a little bit more freed up just because the big three decided to postpone their season for another year. So they kind of asked us, hey, would you want to potentially cover the 2K League and more specifically the two teams where you, where you guys are located? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. We want to jump on the opportunity. We're both 2K fans. We're, we both play 2K. And so what better way to to continue to educate ourselves on a league that we're interested in, then talk about it a little bit more. So, you know, for me personally, to, to even get a little bit deeper, um, journalism background, I've done a lot of writing, um, done some radio here over the past couple of years. It's been more been the shift to podcasting, but all in all, all of those mediums come with the idea of being sports behind it and writing behind it. So, just to add to the things that I've covered, um, to add the 2K League in there and really dive a little bit deeper, it's going to be a lot of fun there. No, for sure. And I guess for me, you know, I sort of come from a similar background in the fact that, you know, I'm I'm also part of the Fourth Man podcast. Um, I, for those of you who have followed us from the Fourth Man to Screen and Green, Anthony and I appreciate that immensely. Um, we appreciate sort of the little, you know, the little niche that we've been able to build there. 100%. Um, Anthony sort of really, I would say he kind of found me, uh, I was covering the big three more independently, um, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, under the handle of big three news. Um, and that was sort of something that I was doing since season one. And that was really more sort of like, uh, mainly just like, you know, creating and distributing content, uh, through Twitter and Instagram. Um, kind of like Anthony their own brand awareness be- team without, the sort of yeah basically i basically like to tell people i basically uh created the an internship position for myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was independently doing it um but no absolutely and then anthony sort of just found me doing that um and he asked me to be on the show a couple of times and i said sure and then eventually a recurring guest role sort of transferred into a co-host um and then i think when i uh when I accepted to come on the show originally, I don't think I ever could have imagined that here we would be. Uh, <laughs> but right, you know, I'm super excited. Um, as far as 2K for myself, you know, I think I think my first 2K was 2K12. I want to say. Um, I know everybody loves 2K11, but I missed it by one year. Um, but 2K12, great. At, great year. yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, I remember getting home every day. Uh, especially in like junior high, middle school. And I, I love my career. Um, I feel like as, as the years have gone, I've definitely become more and more of a franchise guy or my league guy, I should say. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm absolutely super excited. You know, this is, this is going to be something new for me. You know, I, I've long been a, a distant admirer of the 2K league and 2K's general, but to have the opportunity to get close to it and really, you know, hopefully establish you know, a foothold in this sort of booming industry, I would say, or at least an industry that uh, is set to take off very soon. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, 2K11 was a great year. I got started in 2K10. 
I know for me, it's kind of weird. One of my favorites is actually 2K15. I don't know why. I feel like that's when I really started loving the game. Oh, okay. I really transitioned to like kind of the my player role and more and more friends got it. And we just kind of started to team up and play the park and, you know, play rec. So that was really where the love first started really into 2K. But Will, I don't think a lot, I mean, a lot of people don't know us in general right now, but as we introduce ourselves, you got to tell them about the Twitch stream because I feel like what I really liked, what you were doing, you know, kind of here and there were, were some of those rebuilds, you know, you were kind of taking people that you know, or maybe like, you know, fans of, of Big Three News or whatever the case may be, and kind of like building them into their own and seeing how they evolve with the rest of the league. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was really sort of something, uh, that was more that of like a just home like, project, I, I get. But I, I think you could yeah, say that. No, no, well, I was going to say, it, it, absolutely. And that's actually a great idea. That's really something that I hadn't really connected the dots with. Um, but really just, you know, something that kind of just came out of nowhere was I kind of got this idea, you know, bored in quarantine. Uh, so you got to try and, you know, make your own fun instead of can't really <laughs> go out. Um, I basically, I put myself, Anthony included, and uh, all my other friends uh, – in a draft in like a my league draft and we just started simulating the seasons and keeping track of stats and seeing you know who made the playoffs who made an all-star game who won rookie of the year things like that and uh i did it a couple of times it ended up being a pretty i would say it, it was a pretty big hit so that might yeah. have to be something that we bring back yeah i i think i would have stayed honestly as, as long as i stayed in that stream i'm surprised at myself because my guy season and or career after career, season after season, he was horrible. So, Oh, my God. Your guy was so bad. <laughs> but I do remember he won a ring. But, yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. And, you know, overall, 2K is a great game. We, conti we continue to see how it evolves. And, obviously, big reason now why the 2K League even exists. Now here in year three, they continue to expand. And they've gone international this year. So, yeah, a lot absolutely. of great things. And, and – you know, a lot of people are probably asking now, well, you know, why now? Why week 11 right after the second tournament of the year? And really for us, you know, we this is something that we wanted to dive into a little bit deeper. But, you know, with the big three and there kind of being some question marks there, we kind of were put a little bit on pause. And so, you know, now as two teams, one in the net, really, I guess every team is able to contend with the ticket tournament coming up. But with the Nets gaming crew team, that's more in contention than the, than the Hawks team that I'll be putting more emphasis on. I think it's just a good time to kind of see, you know, maybe they make their stretch runs or, you know, how these teams are producing at the end of the end of the season, and then ultimately how that transitions going into the ticket. And so highlighting and emphasizing a couple of teams that maybe a lot of other fans or consumers or even teams in general might not be focusing in on could, could be fun. And I think that, you know, never, never late in getting into the party when it's something that people love here. So, Excited to see how Atlanta and, and Brooklyn finish here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a exciting end to season three here. Yeah, and I think um, you know, I think like you said, I think we're really hopping on at kind of a crazy time with this ticket tournament coming up, you know. Um, with the Knicks, especially like we were talking about before we started, you know, Knicks weren't really uh I wouldn't really say in title contention when they won the ticket tournament and then ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah. So you could very easily get a team uh like the Hawks or like, you know, maybe guys like uh, like the Lakers or even like the Celtics maybe um, who are 1-11 uh, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Who, who, you know, who win this ticket tournament and then maybe just go on to win 
the entire thing. You know, it, it sounds crazy, but it's been done before. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to see uh, later in August, or so in a couple of weeks, who wins this uh, ticket tournament. Yeah, and the cool thing about this show as well, we'll be, you know, covering the two teams, but I think, you know, to get a little bit more granular, we'll be covering two of the better players in the league. For Atlanta, it's BP, and then for the Nets, it's Chalk. And so even just get, you know bringing more attention to those guys and what the kind of impact they've had on, on their team's wins or success up to this point, um, I think will be cool. But I think really what draws me to this league is kind of the, the flexibility and, and the, the fact that things kind of shuffle and change, you know, continuously. I mean, we talked just about the Knicks you know, going from non-contention and then ultimately winning a title, like things can change fast at a heartbeat. It's like month to month sales in here or something, you know, and you know, teams have to like retain a couple of players. They're constantly switching up who's on their team. They're trading their star players for first round picks. And I think that's really fun in, in the sense of like, you never know what to expect. And so I, I really like that aspect of the 2k league. Um, I, I really, it's crazy here, Will, because I think I was telling you this maybe a couple weeks ago, you know, when I was originally playing with 2K a little bit more, when I had a little bit more time, I think I was taking like a leap year after I had just graduated college and I was working, but I was kind of playing a lot. And then they were talking about this 2K league forming and then qualifications to potentially get in the combine. And it's so crazy because at that time I was like, oh, I just need to win 50 games. And really for me, you know, it was hard to, to do that just because of work and everything, but you know, 50 games didn't seem like nothing. And, and once that passed and I didn't hit the 50 game mark, I was like, oh, well, do, they'll do the same thing next year for qualifications, you know, combine. And they really like kind of mm -hmm. upped the ante a little bit. You know, they really had to like kind of sift through everybody and be like, okay, we really need to make sure that we're getting top tier players and not just some people who, you know, might be on teams that are winning 50 games. And just to see that, even the evolution that like the combine entrance stage has been impressive in, in terms of what the 2K League is doing. And now, going international, everything. So like you said, a booming industry, something that's got a lot of good things in the works and it's going to only continue to evolve and grow. You know, eventually I'm sure they hope that not only is every NBA team going to have some kind of 2K league affiliate, but you know, even more in more countries, you know, they got China right now with the Gen G team and that's only looking to expand as they've had all these different pro-ams and, and different, you know, people from different countries like playing in this 2k league getting a little bit more diverse absolutely and i would say you know just what i love about that process is the fact that and like exactly what you said you know especially in the beginning too and now it's a little bit different but if you all you gotta do is you get 50 wins right and that could be anybody um that could be you know somebody like you said who just graduated college that could be you know uh somebody's like getting home from school you know that could be you know uh somebody with like a wife and three kids. Um, so it really is, you know, basically sort of like an opportunity that really anybody could take advantage of. And I feel like that's maybe not something that, you know, maybe like the NBA or the NFL, or the MLB really has, you know, there's really sort of strict, like there's a very tight window. Right. Yeah. And there's really a certain specific type of uh, person, or if we want to get too specific, like a build, right. <laughs> of a human being that, that goes into these leagues. Uh, but, but for the NBA league, you know, it's really just, it's so much based on, you know, skill and talent. And I feel like a lot of these guys, you know, 
because how many of us are born being incredible at video games, right? A lot of these guys, I'm sure they'll tell you, you know, had to work very hard for it. You know, I'm sure there's some natural ability. a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of that is just, you know, the hours put in. So that's, I think something that uh, anybody can get behind and anybody can respect. Uh, So I absolutely love the fact that the NBA has sort of built this affiliate league uh, that allows, you know, that gives so many different people an opportunity to be a professional athlete. Yeah. And I think it too, it just gives a lot of people hope, you know, I think that's something that maybe some fans don't feel like they, they necessarily have, maybe they're aspiring basketball players or professional athletes and, you know, at a certain age, you come to realize, like, maybe that's not a realistic possibility because there's so much great talent in the world. But with something like this, you know, in a, in a different fashion, it's all about putting in a little bit more of the hours and really just working on it and honing in and doesn't necessarily have to deal with, you know, hereditary nuances or, you know, maybe the way you're built or, or you know, just naturally how the human body can is different for everybody and, and skill sets are different for everybody. Obviously people work on it, but for this, I just feel like it's, it gives more people the opportunity, like you said, to be a professional and do something they love. And so I think that's very cool. And I think it's a big reason why the NBA 2K leagues continuing to grow. So, you know, we'll see, we, we obviously see a lot of different season three here. You know, we see teams like Raptor Raptors uprising jazz gaming, two teams that, I think we're, you know, kind of middle of the pack, borderline playoff contenders there. And, and now there are two teams at the top that, you know, combined are 24 and two. You know, we see a team like Warrior or the Warriors and the Wizards, who were teams in the past that weren't, didn't necessarily have like great seasons. And now they're towards the top. So it's cool to kind of see like the, sh- the shift in, and standings, you know, from prior years where we've seen like Blazer 5 gaming do really well, Celtics gaming do well. Uh, heat check gaming and and now to see the shift i think is cool so like i said like kind of referring back to what i was talking about originally where a lot of change happens throughout this league and i think that part makes things exciting and keeps people on their heels no uh, ten thousand percent absolutely um i think also to something that um that is very interesting to watch in the 2k league and they've talked about it in the nba um but this idea of these in-season tournaments and sort of the, uh, you know, what's at stake. I know yeah. for the first two tournaments, it was more of a monetary thing. We're going to see with with the ticket coming up, it's going to be about more of like a spot in the postseason. Um, and personally, if you were to ask me my personal opinion, I would say that the NBA is very swiftly heading, to, or they at least were heading towards implementing some type of mid-season tournament uh, before this horrible uh, COVID thing happens. So we'll see. Um, but I, that's absolutely something, you know, in this type of format, that's absolutely something that I love. Yeah. And I think too, I, the ticket tournament's really cool just because nobody's ever out of it. You know, I, I know we've touched right. on it already a couple of times, but that, that concept is very cool to think like, Oh, I'm played all season long. And you know, a team like Celtics game is like, Oh, we're one and 11. Like what's the point continuing to try? Whereas like, it's like, no, let's continue trying. Let's continue to try to get better. We might not be winning these regular season games, or maybe we didn't win these other tournaments, but there's always a shot and a chance. And so I think that's really cool in that aspect that a team that is 1-11 or 2-11, while they didn't play all season long, they they built something up and, and were able to go on this run. And, you know, it gives that March Madness vibe a little bit, which, you know, everyone 
everyone loves and, and dearly miss this year. So it should be interesting, but just kind of looking like more, you know, in focus to the teams that we'll be putting more of an emphasis on and covering the the Nets and the Hawks here. The Nets are, are sitting at seven and six right now, sitting, I guess here, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they're sitting at the 10 spot right outside of the playoff of the playoffs right now, just borderline playoff team. And then the Hawks sitting at four and eight with, you know, this week, which both those teams are playing tonight. And then also next week going on, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how those teams are able to, to kind of end the season. Like, it's interesting to me, you know, because because they have the, they have a chance or they have like an extra life to get into the playoffs. Like, what you kind of focus in more. Like right now, will like in your eyes, like over the over the next week and and following week, like do you focus more on like okay, which lineup is going to work the best or which archetype should everyone play as and, and get familiar with before that ticket tournament where we have to like you know really hone in and make that run. Or do we try to like win out these games and hope that some things fall our way and we're like one of those one of those teams sitting in on, on the back half of, of being a playoff team? Like that's the interesting yeah. part to me. And I think that's super more, yeah. more so it's more interesting for the team you'll be covering in the net. Absolutely. But you know, if I'm a team like the Hawks, you know, and this ticket uh tournament is probably going to be my best shot at making the playoffs, I would just treat every game before then as sort of, you know, just an experiment, you know, uh, you know, tweaking lineups, tweaking uh, archetypes, just things like that, just to sort of see, you know, what's going to work best to hopefully, right. you know, catch fire at the right time of this tournament. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, the NBA, anything can happen on any given night, right? Um, you know, football, they say any given Sunday, but that's, that's the truth. And really in all sports. Um, so, I absolutely would until the ticket tournament. If I'm one of these teams, if I'm a Celtics, if I'm a Hawks, um, I would be treating these games sort of, you know, as a little bit of an experiment. Uh, Brooklyn is in an interesting place because Brooklyn is, you know, they're one game over 500. Um, they play tonight, so hopefully it'll be two. Um, but they necessarily they're in a tricky spot because they really don't have the luxury of, uh, you know. I don't want to say sacrificing these games or, you know, at least trying to use games as this experiment because they're still trying to win. They're still trying to have yeah. that late season playoff push. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you yeah, know, you definitely I want to be it, in a position of security over exactly, you know, just hoping that you put the right team together for a run where one loss completely kicks you out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're Brooklyn, I would say, honestly, you know, you just want to go out there and you want to try and win every game, you know, you want to at least, uh, go at least on a little bit of a winning streak. If you catch fire at the right time and you go have, go out and you actually win this tournament, uh, I mean, that's great. You know, more, more power to you. But in order to do that, somebody's going to have to give uh, Toronto be a, a rare loss. You know, yeah. Toronto is looking like an absolute uh, dynasty in the making. Yeah, I feel like they're a team that, you know, finally got the right pieces together. They've built around – one specific player made trades that were maybe surprising for their franchise that ultimately have now panned out to a 13 and 0 record. So yeah, they're going to have to be able to, one of these teams are going to have to be able to knock them off. It's going to be interesting to see who can, but it's, I think, you know, just, I think the biggest thing, and I want to say more so for Atlanta, it's that you, you know who your star player is and you know where he excels at and BP at being the point guard. 
You know you're, he's your go-to guy and who, you know, without him, you're probably not going to win too many games if he didn't come up, come to play and show up. So I think over the next couple weeks, it's going to be vital for Atlanta and, and Hawks talent to figure out what to do with the rest of their lineup. Like they've been kind of running, you know, a few different things here. They've had their first-round pick Lee primarily as a big man. So do you keep him there? Do you maybe try to figure out if there's another archetype he can excel at or, you know, maybe someone's more suited to play the center. That's their strongest position. And, and someone like Lee can play off and play a different position that while it's not, might necessarily not be strongest. He's just stronger at other positions compared to, I, I, I'm going down a long tangent and tunnel here, but basically what I'm saying is, you know, who your star player is. It's about the guys around and figuring out where they're going to excel the most. And I think that's going to give Atlanta the best chance. It looks like it's going to have to be in the ticket. I think at this point, they have no other choice but to prepare for that. So over the course of the next two weeks, it's going to be very vital for them to, to figure that out. No, I agree. You know, I think uh, when, when the Nets acquired Chalk, I think everybody knew that he was going to be a dynamic player. I think just the question was, you know, how much so was it going to translate to winning? You know, I think that um, I think Brooklyn, you know, they're sitting around 500. They've been, you know, they, they started out the season a little late because of COVID. I remember, I don't think they played their first game until I want to say week three or week four. Um, and then they had a couple of suspensions to begin the league. Um, so it's been a little bit of a topsy-turvy year roster wise for them, but I think they're finally starting to stabilize. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to go far and whether it's a ticket or in the playoffs or in any tournament, um, you're going to have to sort of, you know, let chalk be chalk. Um, so I agree, just like the Hawks, it's just a matter of what are the guys around your best player going to do um, to play to your point guard's advantages. So it's going to be really exciting to see what they do. Yeah, and it really, you know, I think for Hawks talent, you know, they, they're a team that started off early in the season looking very promising. You know, we already knew BP was one of the better point guards in the league coming over from Sacramento. And then making the trade really solidified their team as – somebody who could be good because they had that star player. They start the year three and one. Then all of a sudden, you know, they are at this point now where they're one and seven and, you know, their last eight games. So, you know, they've gone on that losing streak. They've had their struggles here in the second half of the season. But I think as they chart to figure things out, and it looks like, you know, right now they're in a pretty close matchup with Hornets Venom trying to make sure that, you know, they can maybe knock them out of the playoffs and are – at least knock them into a position where they're going to have to win the ticket as well. But, you know, just being competitive now and kind of like shaking off, you know, and having the mindset of like, okay, we went through a rough patch on the season. We're probably going to have to win the ticket in order to sneak into the playoff. But at least we got that big hurdle over our back and the tough stretch of our schedule. And now we can kind of go in, you know, find out, find our ways, you know, kind of back to the first four games of the season when we were doing really well and hopefully put together the right team that's going to have the best success to make a run here in the ticket. So, you know, Atlanta's shown that they can do it. It's just a matter of kind of building that confidence and morale back up at the right time and, and going on a run. I mean, you know, we've seen it in March Madness. We've seen it in this league. And I think there's a realistic shot that anybody can do it, but I think there's a even more realistic shot when you have a really good player at the helm. And if he really delivers for you for, you know, four to five games or whatever the case may be, um, 
it could really change your season around. You could be in the playoffs. And, you know, once you're in, you know, anything can happen. So that's going to be the biggest thing. I mean, right now, the game, it looks like between Hawks, Talon, and Hornets, Venom right now, I think it's all tied up here. It might even They might have even just taken the lead here. But it's, it's a pretty close one, so we'll continue to kind of update you on as, as the episode drag. <laughs> I'm going to start that over. So it's a pretty close one here. Um, we'll continue to kind of update you and see where that game takes us and who comes out on top. But it would definitely be a good start for the Hawks to kind of, like you said, Will, to get in the playoff mode now and, and just treat every game like it's going to be their last one in the season. No, definitely. Absolutely. I would agree. So I think let's just talk about the upcoming schedule kind of the rest of the week. You know, as Atlanta's in a battle right now, we obviously have Nets gaming playing he- here later in the night. And then the Hawks have one more game this week against Cavs Legion, which is an, a, another team that has seen success in the past but is now struggling kind of on the back half of the standings. Um, I think I think we've kind of referenced, you know, what the strategy should be going into this game. It's you know, you, you win this one, you build momentum, you build confidence. But I think, two, you figure out what's going to be the best position for everybody to play. It's You know, you can't determine exactly who you're going to play in the ticket tournament because everything's going to change last minute based on record and seeding. But I think you just kind of take these games to build the confidence, play well, but don't be afraid to experiment. You know, I think they, the Hawks have a really good coach in place, someone who who's going to kind of game plan – and prioritize the game in front of him, but also have a good understanding of what he's going to do leading up to, you know, the most important of the times of the season in order to make some kind of playoff run and then ultimately try to win the championship. So I think that's going to be important. I think the best part about what the Hawks have upcoming for them in the Cavs, especially if they win this game, is it's not one of the top-tier teams where experimenting might not really be an option because you can get exposed and they can really take advantage. This is a team that while every team in the league is very good, um, the Cavs have had their share of struggles. And I think if you're going to try to experiment, you do it on a team that has, hasn't had the same type of success all year year long, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You know, and I would say for everything that you just brought up for the Hawks, I would say the absolute opposite for the Nets Uh, who play tonight. So by the time you hear this, uh, there will be a uh, a result, but heading into this, you know, Nets uh, are playing a Wizards district team who is ten and two on the year. Uh, this is a team that really, you know, besides uh, Raptors and Jazz who have already clinched playoff positions, you know, this is a team that's been right behind them all season long. Uh, ten and two is really it's an incredible record. And besides, you know, I I think if it wasn't for the Raptors having a historic season and the Jazz being right up there with them, I think we'd be talking about the Wizards, obviously, is you know, one of the, one of the better teams, uh, or, you know, in uh, the, the short history of the 2K League. Um, so I think, you know, I think it's going to be pivotal that the Nets go out there. You know, listen, if you, uh, you want to make a statement, you sort of want to rally the troops and uh, get a playoff push going, uh, whether that be for the ticket tournament or not, uh, I think you go out there and you upset this Wizards team. 100%, no doubt. And just to cap off, a great first episode. The Hawks did win the series against the Haw- or against the Hornets, I should say. 2-0, won back-to-back Let's games. Let's go. And good start. I mean, good start to the show. 
good start for the Hawks, you know, playoff push, you know, as, as of now, I think this is the time where we make that playoff push. I think we've emphasized and reiterated that enough. And I, you know, that's a great way to start against a really good Hornets team that is fighting against a Nets team trying to get in. So Hawks and Nets kind of coincidentally, coincidentally working together, Hawks knocking off the Hornets. Nets come up big tonight. You know, you continue to make your way up the standings. Absolutely. You know, um, listen, you know, I'll, I'll just reiterate it. You know, a, a big upset like this, I feel like is really something that the Nets could need, could use. Uh, is it likely? Absolutely not. But that's what makes it special when it does happen. <laughs> Anything is likely in the 2K League as we experience. That's true. That's true. From year one. But we appreciate everyone who tuned in to our first episode. That's going to wrap up this episode. We hope to bring you much more in the following weeks and, you know, hope to deliver some good results here as the Hawks and Nets continue to try to make that playoff run. Thank you again for tuning in to the inaugural episode of Screen and Green, where we don't miss. Looking forward to you guys tuning in to the next episode. Thanks again.